Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor with a group practice here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I specialize in women as well as maternal mental health. Here on the podcast, we'll talk about womanhood, motherhood, and a little bit of everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a quick chat with me. And don't they let me when I Thank you guys for returning back for another episode of the Push Through Podcast. And I am so excited, um, which is backstory of, of how, I don't even know how we met, but. <laughs> but um, That's how we know each other for real. Right? I know, right? Oh. <laughs> And look, look at us now. So it's obviously destined. Right, it was destined. <laughs> but um I am I, I have so I've been following Brandy for I don't know like how long. But I remember there was one time I was working at the office, I went and got lunch at Zoe's kitchen and we had ran into each other at the restaurant and we were like, Oh yeah, because we'd never seen each other in person. We've only like somehow followed each other on Instagram and then from there and you know it's so weird when you don't know people but you follow them so when you post pictures of your son right. I'll be like oh my gosh he's gotten so big now look at him right. like I know him like I've met your child but anyway welcome Brandy to the show thank you thank you thank you I'm glad to be here yes and one of the things that I love about Brandy um why I do follow her is just like your Instagram page just exudes like so much life and love Aww. and beauty and y'all should see her like her skin looks flawless teeth looks oh, amazing <laughs> smile <laughs> on point I don't feel like it right now <laughs> she is a fashionista and so I wanted Aww. to talk about all of those things of how a mother can take care of themselves and look good, feel good, while also just like managing everything. But before we get to that, tell our listeners a little bit more about you. Okay, well, thank you again for having me. I was like so, you know, excited when when you sent me the message. I was like, oh, of course, of course, of course. I love to. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And um, so a little bit about me. I am from Fort Valley. I don't know if any of you've heard of that. It's a small yeah. town. You were born there? Yes, that's what I'm talking so oh I am a, Yeah, I am a country girl. You hear me? <laughs> country girl from Fort Valley. Um, grew up with a, with a single mom. So, um, of course, a lot of my responsibility and independence come from that because that's all I saw growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I moved to Atlanta in 2009. I went to Albany State. Oh, I stayed cool. in Albany for a little while. Yeah, yeah. so I've been in Atlanta since 2009 in corporate America uh, for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And so uh, up until a few years ago, um, of course, transitions in life happens. And so now I, I'm a self-proclaimed fashionista, I guess you could say. <laughs> and so um, I actually quit my job to do blogging. Really? And, um, yeah, to, do, um, to be a content creator. But again, like I said, transitions in life and everything like that happened. And so um, right now I just do real estate. So I'm a real estate investor. 
And so um, I've been doing that for two or three years now. And so that's kind of where I am now. Um, so when I do talk about style and fashion, it's more of like a hobby now, mm-hmm. more so than a, I guess, career track for me right now. Um, even though I kind of still battle between the two yeah. of whether it should be a hobby or should I pursue it as a career. So, but, you know. That's neither here nor there, but yeah. Oh, so you're from Fort Valley. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but I'm from Milledgeville. Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. I didn't know you were from Milledgeville. From Milledgeville. I, I fled oh. when I turned 18. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. I fled Fort Valley when I turned 18. <laughs> That's what you said, Fort Valley. I was like, yeah. And I remember, like, growing up in Milledgeville, we would go to Macon, like, every weekend. Cause there was nothing yes. to do, so to go to the nothing mall, to the do. making mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually tell people, yeah, I'm from Fort Valley, like it's like you know, 45 minutes south of Macon, so because everyone's heard of Macon at least. <laughs> right. And I had a lot of friends who went to Albany, so you've just been around like HB, um, HBCUs for so long, like having oh, right. going up in Fort Valley, yeah. yeah, and then going to Albany. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So where, yes. um. Where do you feel like you developed your style from? Um, I guess more so of some, some in high school, but a lot more in college, mm. I would say, because of course, you know, in college, you're discovering yourself and you're exploring and trying to figure out who you are. Mm. And um, so I would just try, you know, just try to creatively um, invent who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of that happened then. And the more I got more comfortable with myself and comfortable with what I liked yeah. and not so more so of like trends and things yeah. of that nature. Um, so even after college, I think it kind of really, really kind of took off uh, for me as far as like style and um, understanding what that, what that meant for me. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I know like yeah. for me being in the country, when I was like emailing you, I was telling you that I used to be in fashion in high school because I felt like mm-hmm. it was just like a way that I could express myself. Um, right. Being in such like a Southern environment and trends being such a thing. And then right. you know, throughout motherhood, I kind of lost touch with that. But anyway, <laughs> um, we'll revisit. We're going to revisit the fashion. But to talk a little bit about motherhood, you have a son. Mm-hmm. How old is he now? He's two. He's about to be three in oh. April. So I know. Awesome. I can't believe it. It's just going by so fast. It's you didn't tell me it went by so fast. It does go by fast. <laughs> when is his birthday? April 15th. Oh, he's in Aries. Mm. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's so sweet. He's a sweet baby. <laughs> so how, how has motherhood been for you? Um, of course, motherhood has its challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of my biggest challenges, I would say, and I'm sure you're aware, but your listeners or not that, you know, I lost my husband mm-hmm. um, in 2019. It was before I had my son. And so I can finally talk about this without crying. But um, and so one of my biggest challenges is that I never wanted to be a single mom. Like mm-hmm. that was one, one of my, you know, my, just my, one of my things. Like I grew up with a single mom. And I, I, got, I, you know, I felt like I came out fine. But, you know, as far as my family and what I wanted, um, my family to look like I just didn't want to be a single mom. And then, you know, when I lost my husband, that was my reality, right? Mm-hmm. So it took, one of my challenges was just, it took me forever to accept the fact that I was going to be a single mom. Like, I just did not want to accept that fact. And, you know, I mean, of course, I still have my challenges now. But, you know, I knew a part of my healing 
was that I had to accept the fact that I was going to be a single mom. Like, even though, you know, you have your friends, you have your family, and you know, and I, now I understand more so now that I, I wasn't alone, but I just felt alone. And yeah. you just, you wanted who you, I wanted my husband there, and I didn't want anyone else there. I wanted him. And so once I accepted the fact that, you know, this is my reality, and that I have loving friends, and I have loving family, and I'm not alone, and I'm not going to be by myself, is when I kind of started to kind of come out of that. You know, um, I started to kind of accept the fact that, okay, it's not what you want, and, and that's okay, you know. But, you know, this is what it is, and how can you make this work for you? You know, how can you have resources, you have people that are willing to help, you have people that are going to step in, you know, you know, step into the gap for you. You've got to accept this and move, you know, kind of move forward. Not move on, but, you know, move forward and accepting that this is what it is. And I think once I, and I know once I did that, you know, the challenge, I'm of course, like I said, still a challenge. It just became a little bit more bearable, right. a little bit more manageable for me. So right. and that's I, just one of my biggest challenges. I could imagine. I, um, right. I remember that there was like a gap of you on Instagram and I don't right. know like what came over me. I was just like, in a while and I just like yeah, yeah. To you. yeah. and that's when, you messaged um, me yeah. yeah I messaged you just because I knew you were pregnant because you had posted your maternity photos and I was right. just like hopeful that all things pregnancy went fine mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. so since it was a gap I and, and granted again y'all like Brandy and I have not like talked like this in real life so this is how right. social media will have you like right. you know people and um, that's when you had shared the news. And I know that that had to, I wish I could have given you like a virtual hug and all yeah. of that goodness. Cause I know that I that tell. had to be yeah. um, challenging and difficult. Oh yeah, and for unexpected. sure. For sure. Um, yeah. It still is, you know, but you know, again, the healing journey is one that doesn't end. It just kind of like, you just, it just, just becomes more manageable, you know? Right. Absolutely. And that's right where it is. Yeah. 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 So being that that was kind of like before you had your son, um, how was labor and delivery for you or even immediately after you had him and you oh, went home? Gosh. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, you know, he and I, we had this plan. We were just like, OK, we, you know, we had our doula. I do. We mm-hmm. cut our doula in about what, five or six months. We're going to do this whole natural. We try to do the whole natural yeah. approach. You know, Dula came in and, and it was amazing. Like she taught us so much about childbirth and, you know, you know, the things that we can do to kind of prepare ourselves to be parents as far as and, and as well as, you know, prepare us for the actual childbirth. Um, she was very, you know, instrumental for us. Mm. And um, so, you know, we were on that path and we had actually had like our we had actually just met with her like the day before he had passed away. And so, you know, we were on we were on, the, you know, that same we were on the same um, wavelength as far as like going natural and you know we had everything kind of in place and so um, yes of course once that happened um, I actually had a doctor's appointment the next day after he passed away so my doctor would not let me leave uh, uh, my pressure was like through the roof of course obviously mm-hmm. and um, she just would not let me leave because I was due anyway on, like, I think my due date was April 20th. Mm. And so he passed away on April 11th, had an appointment on April 12th. And she, she was like, no, we're not letting you leave. because she's too high. And so then um, at that point, they, they put me in active labor. Mm. Um, they didn't want to do a C-section because, of course, I wouldn't have been able to attend the funeral. And so they had to um, induce my labor. Mm. 
So I was in labor for like two or three days um, before I even had my son. And so, so um, I had him about 15. And of course, like, it was just, to me, when I think back on it, it was just like a whirlwind. Like, I can't even really remember a lot that happened or mm-hmm. remember little details. It was just like, kind of like, just going so fast. It just felt unreal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, of course, after that, um, you know, coming home, trying to adjust. And it was just, honestly, it was a nightmare. You know you know what I mean? Like, it was a nightmare trying to grieve and trying to, you know, adjust to being a mother and just trying to figure out life and mm-hmm. figure out what am I supposed to, you know, it was just, it's, it's unexplainable. It really is. It's like, you know, think about how tough you had it with your husband. You know what I mean? And, and, times 10 or 100, you know, because you don't have, you know, you have the support, but again, you want the support that you're supposed that, you you know, that you're supposed to have, that you want to have. And again, it's just, it was just, it was really, really tough. Um, But thankfully, like my, was a really, really good baby, you know, so he made it a lot, you know, easier. He was, he kind of adjusted very easily to everything. Like he very easygoing. And so, um, so that made it a, a little better, um, but all in all, it was just it was it was a really really tough time for me um, because I didn't know if I was grieving or if I was in postpartum. You know what I mean? I think I just had both, yeah. you know, at the same time. Yeah. And so I'm just so thankful for my family, for my friends, that I was able to get past that part because I honestly, again, don't even know how I was able to get past that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so it's just, it's, it's unimaginable and it's like, you can't really put it into words, you know, the, ex- the experience or the, the emotions and everything that you're yeah. going through at that time. You just, for me, I just had to keep telling myself, like, I just need to make it through the day. Mm. I just need to make it through the day, you know, just trying to make it each day, each day, each day. And that's just how I had to look at it because I couldn't see past anything else. Mm-hmm. So, um. But I'm, I'm extremely grateful for, you know, where I am now, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to, you know, think back to, you know, I, I, I would tell myself even then, like, I know I won't always feel this way. I, I know I won't always feel like this. I know I won't. All, and that's what kind of got me through. Like, OK, I know I won't feel like this. You know, I won't I won't always feel like this. I won't always feel like this. I, I would always tell myself that. Mm-hmm. And so now I don't always feel like that. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm so thankful that I kept telling myself that because I really don't know where I would be, honestly. Right. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's had its um, challenges, but like I said, I'm, I'm thankful for I, where I am now. I'm thankful mm. that, you know, I, um, that, you know, my husband set the foundation for us. And, um, and so now we can just kind of like, you know, like I always say, I say move, move forward, but not move, you know, not right. move on necessarily, but we can just move forward and I can just, you know, be who I can be for my sons. Absolutely. So, just yes. thankful. Yes. Yeah. You are, so thankful. you so, are incredible. Yeah. Like you are amazing. Oh, um, thank you. When you were saying that about your son, it reminded me, you know, how like when you hear songs when you're younger and it hits different mm-hmm. when you're an adult. So, and I've, mm-hmm. I've talked about this before, but Lauren Hill's to Zion song, song when it oh, came yeah. out, mm-hmm. I, I was like oblivious to, you know, what she was talking about. But in her second verse, she's talking about being grateful that Zion chose her to be his mother. Mm-hmm. 
And that really like stuck to me because I do feel like when we go through like these challenges, challenging times during postpartum, it's almost Mm -hmm. like we have the child that we're supposed to have because if that child had any other temperament or any other, Mm -hmm. you know, issues or whatever, it could have been that tipping point where we might not have made it, but we had like what we needed, you know, in that space. Um, yeah, to help yeah. us get that's through. so true. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, because he definitely helped me for sure. He was so easy to, I mean, of course, like sleep training and all that had its challenges, but he adjusted. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like you said, like his temperament is what helped with everything, like with feedings. And he didn't have a whole, whole lot of like, you know, issues or, you know, difficulty adjusting to things. You, you know how it is when yeah. they're little like that. So, I'm just thankful. So how, um, when you were like, or even up until now, um, how did you lean on your supports or how were you with receiving help or asking for help or, um, taking time off or how did you navigate that? You know, my friends, man, my friends did everything. I didn't have to do anything. They, they created schedules. Someone was there during it and I'm emotional because I'm just like, you know, they were just, they were just, they didn't even, they didn't, they didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do. They just knew that they had to be there. You know what I mean? So they would be, it would be someone there during the day and then it would be someone there overnight. Like I wouldn't know who's showing up. Just, I just knew oh. that someone for six straight months, six, six straight months, months out of their lives, oh. they sacrificed time with their family um, just to be there for me. You know what I mean? Just to just sit there. I mean, like I said, they didn't, we probably didn't even say anything a lot of times. They just were, they were just there, you know what I mean? Just there, you know, to just, just be there, you know what I mean? So it's just like, I'm like forever indebted with them, you know, because they just, they just sacrificed so much um, for me and for, for Canon. And so it's just like, um, so that part, I didn't even have to worry about anybody being there. I didn't have anybody other about, you know, someone being, you know, they were out fixing bottles, washing dishes, fixing whatever if I needed to take a nap or if I needed just to take a mental break you know what I mean it was just always someone there the entire time and so I really didn't I honestly didn't even have to ask for anything you know I didn't have to open my mouth to say anything like they were just always there so I'm just so grateful my family my friends that they just stepped in the way they did because you know and I always just tell them like you know um uh, I, was, I used to say that, you know, Steve knew, we got my husband, Steve, we like, Steve knew I was in good hands. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew that I was going to be okay. You know, he knew that they were going to take good care of me, that they were going to be there for us, and that we wouldn't need anything. So I, I'm sure that he, he, you know, rested knowing that we were going to be just okay with, you know, the friends and family that we had here. So oh, I'm so yeah. thankful for them. Like, they just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Growing up, did you ever have any um, maternal influences? Like, were there motherly, whether your mom or grandma, aunt, cousins, anybody that Mm -hmm. kind of modeled the type of mom that you wanted to be? Um, I would say my friends because, you know, I'm late in the game with this motherhood thing. (laughs) They were all... They were all mothers before me, so, so you know they were all. I love the way that they groomed their kids, the way they talked to them. Um, it was something that I, you know, I, I don't know if you, you know, I don't know if you grew up like me. Like my mom, like she didn't talk to me. It was her way or the highway. Like there was no talking, there was no negotiating. You know what I mean? So 
I, I saw that with my, a lot of my friends. They talk to their kids. They yeah. ask them questions, to, clarifying questions to make sure they understand everything. They talk to them. They they um, listen to them. You know what I mean? So that in itself, like, really, really was impressive to me because I had never, you know, I, yeah. again, I didn't grow up like that. So I didn't see a lot of that. So, so when I saw that with my friends and how they were just so just, you know, just, you know, just nurturing and just so they treated their kids like, like little like little yeah. humans you know yeah. what i mean like they understood their kids had feelings they understood they had emotions and so they, they 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 treated them as such so that was very very impressive to me so i'm praying that i can you know be the half mom that they are to their kids so they yeah they've been great influences um for me as far as like you know motherhood wow okay and yeah. how do you feel like motherhood has changed you as a woman um Let's see. As a as a as a woman, um, it's really really taught me selflessness. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you're a mom too, so you know that every decision, every every thought, everything is about those little humans. Like, you you don't make any decisions without thinking about them. So it really really taught me uh, selflessness to um, you know a love that that's just that's to no end, mm-hmm. you know, because um, right now we're potty training. And so I'm kind of like, <laughs> for me to, you know, I've got to love you to clean up. All I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's really taught me, you know, selflessness to really like love unconditionally like I've never, you know, loved before. Um, and so I think those type of things, not only does it affect you in motherhood, but it affects, you know, other relationships and um, other, you know, situations that you have in your life as well. So Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So being that you were experiencing new motherhood and grief all at the same time, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and I'll even tell like clients sometimes that grief doesn't have an end date, you know, it's kind Mm -hmm. of there, you know, for for who knows Mm -hmm. when it will be there. But in the midst of that, um, you take care of yourself. And right. you look amazing and you travel and you go out oh, with friends. <laughs> how yeah. how have you been able to prioritize that or make space for that? Because I think it's so important because, like, how can we be great mothers if we don't take care of ourselves or we don't feel good about ourselves? Right. Um, but how do you exactly. do that? Um, you know, I try to be as intentional as I possibly can as far as, like, getting with my friends at least, like, every other week or so. Um, because like you said, like I need that outlet, you know, I need that time away, um, to ensure that I can breathe a little bit and not be so much in mommy mode that I lose who I am and lose, you know, who I, you know, want to be, you know what I mean? Cause a lot of times we get wrapped up in being a mom and just like, we just forget all about ourselves, yeah. you know, it's so easy to do. So I have to be, like I said, be intentional. Like this weekend, I have a, a you know, a date with one of my girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? So then next week, I got a concert. So I try to make sure that at least every other week, I have something planned so that I can put on some clothes and, mm-hmm. you know, and dress up and just get out and just kind of like, just, you know, kind of remind myself of my am. You know, because yeah. again, when I'm like in my t-shirt sweats every day, I forget, you yes. know what I mean? And so <laughs> it's just, just being intentional about, you know, setting that time aside and um, making sure that, you know, like, like I said, I remind myself of who I, who I am and who I want to be. So. Yes. And I, I had, was telling you how I had saw your 40th birthday 
which I was oh. like living through it through the pictures, through the the <laughs> stories. Like beautiful, Brandy's dress was gorgeous. Like oh, the decor you. was gorgeous. Like the interest fortieth birthday, um, which I think is so important. Thank you know what you. I mean? Like considering for yes. anyone, you know, when they think about like life challenges and stressors. And, and mm-hmm. I even know that some people, yes. when they talk about their 40, if they're like, oh, I'm turning 40. But it, it's such a blessing to turn 40, especially when you have gone through so much. And some people may yes. not be able to arrive at 40. Um, it's right, important to right. celebrate life. How did you come up with the idea to do it and to celebrate it in such a way? Well, you know, like, like to your point, like, um, after I lost my husband, I told myself that, you know, I don't care what it is or how much it costs, like. I am going to celebrate myself, you know, given the chance. And so, you know, last year I wanted, I, when I turned 40, I was like, okay, I want to, you know, I want to do something big. And, I, and of course, COVID and everything was kind of like, eh, up in the air. But, you know, I, I told myself, I'm like, no, I want to do it. Whatever I need to do, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. And so, um, I just had a, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I, was, I wanted to be surrounded by my closest girlfriends and just, you know, having just a good time. And, you know, I wanted, to, I know I want to be surrounded by water and just, you know, a beautiful backdrop and just a moment, just an opportunity to just be free, you know, just be free of um, responsibilities and free of stress or whatever, or work or whatever. I just knew that I knew that I needed to take some time away from, um, you know, my regular life to celebrate and enjoy my life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so that's why I was like, you know, I, I, I want to have a good time. I want to, I want to, I want to have some beautiful decor. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. decor or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I wanted to just, you know, just make it a big celebration, you know, not just for me, just, just life in general. Yeah. So, you know, and like you said, 40 is big. It's a blessing, it you know, is. it's a blessing to, to, to be able to see it and I'm like I'm so excited to see what my 40s is gonna bring you know because I again like being going through what you you know what I've gone through I didn't you you never know you know how what you know what way life takes you and you, you know I'm just grateful to be here you know because yes. you know any situation can take you out in, a, in any moment yes. you know so mm-hmm. just thankful absolutely um, yeah. Okay, so to switch to fashion, <laughs> um, I know it, even for like my experience, but just even like with several women that I've worked with, um, mm-hmm. one, after having a baby, even if you may lose the weight or not, clothes can fit differently, one thing. Mm-hmm. And then two is being able to wear clothes that you feel comfortable in, but you don't feel like you're just like thrown away. And then also um, finding like a balance between comfort, but then also just like looking good and however that may look like it. Because I think like Mm -hmm. a lot of people are working from home um, Mm -hmm. or even like with school and you know how it is like when your kid may be sick and they have to be home or how that throws off your schedule or your plans. Um, or if daycare Mm -hmm. may shut down because of COVID and all the back and and forth and just the nuances even for me myself I can find myself in like yoga pants all the time and a t-shirt my hair twisted up not Mm -hmm. out unless I have to be somewhere but then at the Mm -hmm. same time Mm -hmm. I'll feel like I just feel like I look like who shot John every day (laughs) 
like easily I can look like Seely with my twist out and just like I'm sure like when when I go to my kids' school, they're like, Ezra's mom be looking like, does she work? Like <laughs> she be looking a mess. And that's not who I am, like at my core. And I really want to get back to that, but like I don't even know how. <laughs> so tips, tips, ideas, like what suggestions do you have? You know, the biggest thing is that it's so much like um, um, athleisure wear now that is so cute, mm -hmm. right? So, so much like the lounge set. So I, that's what I bought. I, like I have sets. I have a lot of sets that I've either bought from like, you know, Amazon. Amazon, you know, especially if you like to say if you're just around the house or if you're just running errands. Um, I think that is definitely the, the way to go. Having some sets that, that's still comfortable, mm -hmm. but yet you could throw on a denim jacket or you could throw on a jacket on top of it mm -hmm. and throw on, you know, some sneakers and kind of like keep it, just keep it moving. You know, it doesn't take much effort to think about or you don't compromise your comfortability right. um, trying to be cute because then you'll still have your sets. That's, that's my biggest thing is just, you know, sets and hoodies. And even though like it's, it's still like, you know, you're still wearing your tights and, and, and sweatshirt. That doesn't necessarily mean you can't be cute still. Right. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, you could throw on your hoodie, throw on a pair of tights, and throw on a, I'm, I'm always throwing on, like, a jacket or a blazer. Mm -hmm. You know, that takes your look up a notch or two. You know, so you're just not looking like, you know, like, I know, so I'm just like you, I go pick up my baby, and they're like, what is, why is she looking like that? <laughs> like, you know, so, at least, and when I do do that, you know, the teacher's are like, oh, your jacket is so cute, or you look so cute. It's just like, mm. I'm like, this is the same hoodie I had on yesterday. I just threw <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, that's what it's all about. Just not, you don't want to, again, we, we, even though we're working from home, we, you know, we're, we don't want to sit around the house in jeans or, you know, dressed up or anything like that, but. Again, you know, throw on a set, you know, with your, you know, throw a jacket around your waist or, um, you know, I'm going to do uh, in a couple of weeks, I probably do like the how to transition um, some of your um, fall items or winter items into spring and I'm going to do like a couple of sweatshirts. And so that'll be, a, you know, you can throw on a sweatshirt with biker shorts and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, some some sneakers or like your little mule, I mean, not mule boots, but like combat boots and some socks, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So you, again, it could still be really cute without compromising your comfortability. That's so it's just all about getting creative. Um, you don't have to go buy new pieces. Or if you do buy new pieces, like I said, it's stuff like jackets and shackets and um, coats and things of that nature. Gotcha. That's good. Yeah. What mm -hmm. um, What suggestions do you have with shapewear or undergarments, especially for women who may not be comfortable in their post-baby bodies or... I know mm -hmm. I have a pouch that seems to not want to go away, ever, will go <laughs> away. <laughs> I don't know how these babies give it to us, but they do. <laughs> right. It is, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> what any, like, any guidance or suggestions on that to appropriately, like, shape your body the way you want it to so you can look right in these clothes? Yeah, I look, I completely understand. I was just literally telling my best friend the other day, like, you know, that's a that's a conversation that we need to have because we, we need to normalize shapewear. Nothing yes. is wrong with shapewear. Shapewear is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. So I wear shapewear all the time, especially if I'm wearing like a dress or anything like that. Because I feel like it just gives you a a nice sleek look. Yeah. Um, you know, of course you like you said, I'm a mom, so I have my little bumps and stuff that I'm like I don't, you know, just not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But um I can I 
I use shapewear. It's from FBF. I can send you the link. Maybe you can add it. But mm-hmm. that's where I buy my shapewear from because I don't know. Like back in the day when we used to wear shapewear, it's like girdles, and so mm-hmm. you couldn't breathe, mm-hmm. and it was like you couldn't hardly. Like it was so uncomfortable. But her shapewear is so. It's just so. It's almost like it just contours to your body. Like it's mm-hmm. so soft. But yet it's so you know it, it still holds you in really well. Yeah. But yet you 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 don't you you're not uncomfortable. You can breathe. You can you know, but you still look really nice and you know it gives you a, a nice silhouette. You know what I mean? Mm. Um. So I'm super big on on shapewear because like you said, it um it just makes you a little bit more comfortable in your clothing, right. and that's okay. You know what I mean? Because you have small people that never had babies that wear shapewear, so shapewear is completely fine. It's completely normal. Um, it's just something that we just have to, I think we just need to add it to our wardrobe as one of those like key pieces right. that we should have all the time. That's a good point. But I have like four or five of hers and I just, oh, I love them. Uh-huh. Um, what would you say are some like top, top go-to staple pieces anyone can have in their wardrobe that's a good um, transition like pieces? Like how you said like um, shapewear Anything else that you mm-hmm. would rep- recommend as like staple pieces? Um, shapewear, um, of course, a good pair of jeans is always necessary. Um, a nice pair of um, tights, but not just your tights you get from Target, but some really nice, you know, quality tights, like tights from like Nordstrom's. Okay. Because again, you can dress these things up, you know, not without being overly dressed. Like in the in the in the winter time, you can wear it with a nice oversized sweater. Yeah. But in the springtime, you can wear it with a nice little graphic tee and a shirt around your waist or, you know, for women that like to wear crop tops. Um, I would like shorts. A lot of people wear shorts in, like, denim shorts. You can wear denim shorts in the winter with your boots, you know what I mean? And then, of course, transition them over to spring with your sandals. Yeah. So, um, and again, another big thing, blazers. Like, I love long line blazers. Mm-hmm. You, it's something you can wear in the wintertime with um, a hoodie. But it's also something you can wear in the springtime with a with a tank top and some shorts. Mm. You know, so those are I think those are really key transitional pieces that really would, you know, be great to, to add to your wardrobe. Who who is your go to for denim? Like who do you think has good denim? I you know, I'm still trying to figure that out as a curvy girl. I've been um I've been going back and forth with American Eagle, which I, I found mm. some great jeans in American Eagle. Um, Fashion Nova, but it depends on you have to know which line it is because they have different, um, different, I guess, um, different shapes that they kind of um, cater to. So you have okay. to understand like which one. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay, which which pair of jeans of Fashion Nova is great for curvy girls? So I'm still testing that out a little bit. But American Eagle definitely has great jeans for curvy girls. Believe it or not. I would have never thought American. For some reason, like I have always put like American Eagle and Abercrombie and Fitch in the non curvy box because I just yes. would assume <laughs> I can't fit in their clothes. <laughs> yes, believe because I have a pair from American Eagle. They're high waisted. They actually have a um, a line called Curvy. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, they actually have a line called Curvy. Yeah. If they do, but the pair of jeans I have aren't curvy, but they're high waisted and they just they really just cinch your waist, they fit your hips. Because that's why I wanted some jeans that kind of like this, you know, just kind of like that are that are very curvy girl friendly. Like you want your curves to pop, you yeah. know, as, as, as you know, as a curvy girl. 
Um, but one of my, a lot of my friends get jeans from Express. I haven't bought any. Um, I think they have a curvy line as well. Um, that um, that I haven't tried those out as of yet. So. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. And my mm-hmm. last fashion question. So on your 40th, you had this beautiful gold dress. So oh, cute. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, any tips on? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> any tips on like when it is like a big event or a celebration? How to find something where you want to feel confident and sexy, even if um, you are a mom. So I go back and forth with my mom. My mom is old school. She, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with, but like, I think Jennifer Lopez looks flawless, right? And my oh, mom yeah, is sure. like, she's over 50. Like, she needs to put some clothes on, da 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 <laughs> But I have the mantra of if you got it flying, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be 85. You got right. it. You don't put it out there. Um, I agree. But any suggestions on finding for a mother um, who may be a little mm-hmm. self-conscious on how to find mm-hmm. like something that looked good, that they can feel good in, like how to how to navigate figuring that style out or where to shop at or, or, or how to find like a look that could complement them? You know... Instagram can be a great resource. Um, and for me, I search hashtags. I'm like a hashtag stalker. I'm always looking up, like, um, like say, for instance, if I want to see, like, some plus-size um, inspo, which I do this a lot, mm-hmm. I go on there and I look up plus-size outfit of the day or plus-size fashion. And so when I do that, I can kind of get an idea of, oh, well, she's shaped like me. Oh, well, she's, you know, she has a... a, a a body type like mine, you know, or, you know, oh, that looks cute on me. That would look cute on me because it looks cute on her because we're about the same weight, height, you know, kind of thing. Um, So that's a great resource for me, you know, when I want to see, like, different style inspos and if I want to see, like, different curvy girls um, that are just, like, really just slaying it as far as, like, style and fashion um, because there's tons of uh, pictures, tons of style um, that's out there that's, you know, readily available to you just, you know, and that's what the content creator is created for, for us to be able to go on there and pull inspiration from them, you know, but one of the biggest things I always tell you, and I have it in my, my Instagram um, profile is that whatever you do, whatever you wear, you have to be confident. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't care if you're wearing a trash bag, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, You've got to be confident in whatever it is that you're deciding that you want to, however you want to express yourself. Right. You have to be confident in that. So even though I can say, oh, well, you should wear this red dress, if you're not confident in it and it's not, you know, anything that you feel good in, then it's not going to translate well and you're still not going to feel good in it. So whatever feels good for you or whatever feels right as far as how to express yourself you know what I mean? I feel like everyone should do that. You know what I mean? Like, and even though it's hard to find, you know, what works for you, just try out, just try out different things. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for me, I, I, I kind of understand what works for my body style, my body type, but it does it. That came over time. Mm-hmm. It came from trial and error. It came from trying out different styles or trying out different things or, you know, going to Pinterest and seeing, hey, let me see what looks right with the black dress or what looks right with, you know, black leather shorts. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's always, it's, I'm always looking, I'm always researching, trying to figure out 
you know, what, how can I take my style to the next level? How can I stretch myself to be more comfortable in certain things or certain items? Mm, that's a yeah. good, good idea. Um, yeah. I really, really like that. That's so important. Yeah. And side mm-hmm. note, do you have a skincare routine? Like, how do you, because you don't look no. like you're, you don't look like you've turned 40. Like, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, a skincare routine that I've been kind of sleeping on these last couple of weeks. But yes, I do have a skincare routine. Oh, that's good. I didn't, I don't feel like I learned until my mid-30s, like, the importance of taking care of my skin. Like, I wish someone had told me when I was, like, a teenager or, like, early 20s, um, as much as you invest in your hair, invest in your face because it's important. I know, know? exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is so true. I'm, like, a product junkie. I need to stop. I know. Um, But last question, any Mm -hmm. advice? would you give to any new mom anything that you felt like you wish you would have known before you became a mother that someone could have told you hmm. i would say create create your own um idea of what you want to be as a mother hmm. you know don't look at instagram or don't look at even your friends or whatever you know your motherhood journey journey should be your motherhood journey without any comparison or any type of um of course we're all critical of ourselves and we we all want the best mom we can but you know create your own journey create what you want the journey for you and your child to look like because it just when you try to compare or you try to do things that other people are doing it just doesn't you know it just doesn't it doesn't work out, you know, and it just, it, it, it may feel like at the end of the day, you may feel like you don't measure up or you may feel like, you know, that you're doing something wrong. You know what I mean? So I think it's important that you stick to what works for you and what works for your child. And just like I said, create your own journey. Don't compare yourself to, to anyone else's motherhood journey because everyone, of course, obviously is different. Yeah. You know, every child is different. So what works for this mother may not work for the next mom. So whatever works for you, is what works for you. Perfect. Where can yeah. people follow you or find you at? Um, on Instagram, I am B.B. Miller. That's T-H-E-B-E-E-M-I-L-L-E-R on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you, Brandy. I appreciate all of the tips. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh my